what I see? Losers. I mean, like, folks who have lost stuff. Their homes, their families. And we're facing a threat that could destroy us all. We're gonna save the galaxy. We're gonna have to do it together. Partners. Why would you wanna save the galaxy? Because I'm one of the idiots who lives in it! Oh, what the hell? I don't got that long a lifespan anyway. Why would you risk your life for this? Because right now, life's giving us a chance to do what? Something good, something bad, yeah. a bit of both. We will fight beside you. I will destroy you and your world. First, you gotta go through us. We're the frickin' guardians of the galaxy. I'm with them. Have a plan. You've got a plan. I have part of a plan. And what percentage of a plan? I don't know. 12%. 12%? <laughs> That's a fake laugh. <laughs> it's real. Totally fake. That is the most real, authentic, hysterical laugh of my entire life because that is not a plan. I am Groot. So what? It's better than 11%. What the hell does that have to do with anything? Thank you. Groot's the only one of you who has a clue. <laughs> Oh. Get your tickets now at Vandango. Well, welcome to a special episode of the Sci-Fi Diner podcast where we are going to be talking about the little sneak preview we saw of Guardians of the Galaxy last night, what our expectations were, what we got, and what we think about this movie that's coming out August 1st, I believe. Is that the correct date? That is correct. August 1st. So I am one of your hosts, Scott Herzog. Good evening. I am Miles P. McLaughlin. Hi, I'm Sierra Garcia. And we are here, and hopefully for a little bit here, we have all sorts of Skype issues tonight and phone issues, and my internet's totally wonking out, and we're actually circumventing the internet because we can. Um well, last night found all of us sitting in a theater to uh, to watch a sneak preview for Guardians of the Galaxy. Em, let's start with you. What was your expectation going in? Well, based on the the invite and ticket I got, I expected to see the movie featuring a seventeen minute extra footage. Right. So that's that what could, I expected. Yeah. So it could have been like talking from the director or extra footage that they were kind right. of testing out. Because right. we're, we're a month out, right? So that kind of gives them some time to work in the movie if the test audiences don't really respond to certain things, right? Exactly. Yeah. Uh, Miles, how about you? What were you expecting when you walked into Penn Cinema? I had similar expectations that M did that we, we were going to see the whole movie. And I don't want to dog on that experience too much because um you know it just better not to but so uh, yeah i was expecting to see the whole movie but what little i did see 
makes me definitely want to see it in theaters. Right. Well, uh, so, I mean, when I got to the theater, I got hints. My brother called me and said, you know what? I think they're not showing the whole movie because he reread the email or the ticket and his interpretation of the title was a little bit different than mine. So I had a little bit of a heads up when I walked in that I might not be going to sit through an hour and a half movie. Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, And so when they came out and officially said that, I was disappointed, um, a little bit taken back and but not totally surprised. Uh, we were all surprised. The the ticket was just a bit misleading. Oh, it was a lot misleading. And as soon as everyone was pissed in our theater, really pissed, even some of the press, like the, the super high, like get paid to talk about movies press, they were a little pissed because it was misleading. Hmm. And I drove 45 minutes in traffic and then queued for an hour for 17 minutes. So it was just, it was really disappointing. They, they just, they, it was misleading. Misleading is the best word. Yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't clear enough about what you were getting when you went to see it. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's ultimately what it was. There you was couldn't tell, was it, were you seeing the movie? Were you seeing 17 minutes? It just wasn't clear enough. The way it was worded was very vague. And, mm-hmm. and that's just the way it was. Um, that being said, let's talk about, the 17 minutes that we did see mm-hmm. and we can. And so if you just, this will not give away the movie because we, what we saw was not enough to really talk about as far as, well, here's the entire plot of the movie. The raccoon dies. No, we don't get any of that. Right. But what we do get <laughs> is just a little segment. And we're going to talk about this segment. So if you want to be total spoiler free, you may want to just skip ahead here. But um, what did you think of the little segment that we did see miles? Well, we saw this scene. Basically, we got to see a little bit of, of the of them together, and so I think they all had good chemistry. Um, the, um, the guy who was Star Lord, uh, Zoe Zeldana's character, um, the raccoon, um, the tree, and the big you know muscle head. I am Groot. Yeah. <laughs> so we, we we got to see a little them in action. So I, I thought they all had good chemistry. I think so. I, I think they're going to take us on a fun ride. Yeah. Uh, that was my feeling as well. And wh- what did you think about these, this little clip that we saw, this little scene? M. Sorry, the oh. stuff just kind of flickered here. Say that again. Oh, I say, what did you think of this little clip that we saw? This was a great introduction because this is the beginning, the very beginning of where we see them together, at least from what I understand. Um, it's, you get, you get a little, you get a, just a little taste of each of the characters and how they relate to each other. You can tell um, that Groot and Rocket are, have been pals for a while since when Groot, all, all he says is, I am Groot. And Star-Lord's like, what's up with that? And it's Rocket who's like, dude, that, that's just how, his vocabulary is that of three words. <laughs> right. I am Groot. And and Rocket apparently speaks Groot, um, as you find out later on. And you get a little taste of of the the four well, it's a it's one, two, three. Yeah, the four of them at first. And then you find out how the that um that fifth guy, oh, the big one, the one played by Bautista. Yeah. Um His character's name is Drax the Destroyer. Oh, yeah. Yes. Then you see Drax kind of get folded in. So it's it's really, 
I it was I complain about the forty five minute drive. Each way, by the way. Yeah. Uh, those were 17 great minutes. Great minutes. Yeah. Of getting a little taste of the characters. What what I liked about this scene, so the scene that we get is like a prison scene. They're getting, they've been arrested. We don't know how because we didn't get that backstory. And if you go and watch the movie, you'll get that backstory. But they're arrested. They're being processed. They're being put into prison. And the whole time you're seeing them relate to each other. And what that does for me is, like we've been saying here, it really develops the chemistry. Like at first, you know, I've heard people say, "Wow, oh, I'm really gonna go watch a movie with a raccoon as one of the central superheroes." But he was he was dang funny. Right. I, I loved his 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 witty his wittiness, the way he was reacting, and the way when he's talking, Groot just kind of takes what he's saying and literally and does it right at the moment without any. <laughs> I mean, he Groot obviously understands what's going on. He understands what's going on even if he doesn't know how to talk, and and it's just absolutely, it was a fun, it was a fun, 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 and I don't know how to say it, fun ride for those 10 minutes that we got. Um, I, this this definitely strikes me, summer feel-good movie. It does. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I, well, it's, it's definitely going to deliver. I think James Gunn did an amazing job. Just that little taste was a nice job. And I, I love Rocket. I love there's a point where they they referenced him as a raccoon and he turns back a little and goes, what's a raccoon? And there's just something really great about him. Oh, yeah. There's, that he's the brains. You don't see him as a cartoon character. You see him the minute he starts talking, you know that's a dude who knows his you-know-what. Yeah, he, he, he knows his crapola, right? And um, <laughs> it's just... Each one has their own personality. We're going to be talking about Firefly in a little bit, and it's almost comparable to this type of crew that they put together in Firefly, like the way they're relating, at least in the short clip that we saw. There's, there's a definitely, it's a development of of their relationship and the very, it's the very beginning of their interactions with each other. Yeah. And I mean, with Firefly, we get them after they've kind of bonded. This is really this this is the 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 impetus of the of the team up. Right. As they they realize okay, we need to bond together to do what we need to do. And then the new trailer that was released that we got to see yesterday that was released today, there's even I mean Star-Lord makes that comment, if we're going to save the galaxy, we need to do it together as a team. Right. So there's definitely some, especially like with Gamora. I mean, when she walks into the prison, the reaction of all the other prisoners, they're all they're all ready to, to take her down. She's She's got a history that I don't really understand, but I'm right. a little afraid of. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Groot, Groot solves that problem pretty effectively. <laughs> so, um, I mean, when they then, walk when they walk into the theater, that's what I mean. I mean, not the theater, the uh, prison. But, yeah. Well, so what more can we say about this? Um, are you? I guess the question is, are you guys going to be seeing this in the theater when it comes out? Miles. Yes. Oh, M, go ahead. Sorry. M. No, that's fine. Um, you know, here's the other thing. I guess, M, are you going to be seeing it in 3D in the IMAX? So I have a problem watching 3D because it makes me very, very sick. Uh, it doesn't, my brain doesn't process it very well until a very dear friend of mine pointed out that if I take one lens out and turn it 90 degrees, it polarizes the light in the same way going to both eyes. So it doesn't affect me as badly. And last night it worked. 
Oh, good. It was great. So I, I am as much as I'm not a big fan of spending money on a on a on an IMAX 3D ticket. What I saw last night was 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 just it was delicious, and I want to see the whole thing that way. Very good, um, Miles. How about you? Are you going to be seeing this in IMAX 3D? Probably not. I'll probably see it in theaters. I mean, I liked it in 3D, but I'm cheap that way. So yeah. I want to get more movies in the summer. So I, yeah. I'll probably just see it in regular definition. There was something about seeing it. I mean, the way that they put, they picked a very good scene to illustrate how this movie is going to look in the IMAX and how it's going to look in 3D. I mean, when, mm-hmm. when they're circling around the prison and they're just showing you some of those shots. It looked beautiful. Oh, things were floating in the air. You, you looked like it was floating in front of yeah, your face. Yeah, it so. was. It was just absolutely great. They did a wonderful job of transferring this and making it IMAX ready and 3D ready. So, oh yeah, they, yeah, oh yeah. He he did it in a very smart way. He's definitely learned from the other Marvel movies. And James Gunn's no no slacker. I mean, he's he's been in the TV and movie industry for a long time, and he he's he's got that comic book that action epic sensibility that's great. And just from what we saw, so in the story, like you were saying, they're getting processed to go into prison. They go into prison, they start planning their escape. And in the process of planning their escape, it's just, it's, it's, there's a lot of rich action, but not action for the sake of like blowing crap up. Like, um, like, uh, cause I went to see uh, the new Transformers movie uh-huh. and all I can say is don't, <laughs> um, that movie was just a waste of time, but this, everything was, was everything had a purpose to tell the story and it was mm. hilarious. Yeah. One of my favorite points is when, uh, rocket raccoons sitting on the shoulders of Groot with a gun and Groot's just circling around and, <laughs> and he's just like firing away with his maniacal yell in the background. It's awesome, awesome scene. But you know, I, Am I going to see this in 3D? I think it looks beautiful. I think it's well worth seeing. Uh, do we think here, just first impressions, do we think that Marvel has a new uh, movie, uh, the potential for a new fun movie franchise uh, where we're going to see not just one Guardians of the Galaxy, but maybe Guardians of the Galaxy 2 or 3 down the pike? Yes, I think there is definitely. I mean, I, I think this movie will do well in theaters and it, it definitely has the potential to launch a franchise. So, and your thoughts? They've they've definitely set it up. So it's like in volleyball where you have to, you have to set up the ball for the spike. So last night was a good setup, and I'm 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 ready. I'm in there. I'm ready to go. If if this delivers, if the rest of the movie delivers like those few minutes, then then this is the makings of a continuation of the arcs. So they'll finish the third arc of the Marvel movies in the next couple of years, and they'll want to continue on. So this is a beautiful way to continue on. Oh, yeah. It's a different part of the Marvel universe that we're not used to and, and doesn't really get shown a lot. We usually get the superheroes around Earth, and this is the superheroes in the galaxy, in the rest of the of the existence of, of being. Yeah. So it's kind of neat. Yeah, it's a little bit different. So, mm-hmm. it, it, and it doesn't seem to take itself too seriously. Which no, is the other thing that's going to be fun. Lots of laughs. Yeah, I there's think some so good humor, good smart humor too. Not, again, not like Transformers, which was crap. 
Yeah, yeah. Did you say that before? <laughs> um, did I hear an echo? No. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, so uh, thumbs up. Uh, if you are thinking, if you were on the fence about going to see Guardians of the Galaxy, our recommendation is go. Definitely go. It's, it's definitely a good movie to check out. And um, and we're looking forward. We will look forward to hearing what you think of Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, and... Uh, if you go to see it, please do email us your thoughts. You can email us at the sci-fi diner podcast at gmail.com. You can call us at our phone number at 260-577-CHAT. That's 260-577-2428, and uh, that'll get to it. You can also do all that through our app, which is on the App Store, any app store that you want, under ZogPod Collective. It's a collection of all the podcasts that I run. So, All right. I believe that's about it. All right, till next time, good night and good luck. We'll see ya. See you dailies. Thank you so much for visiting the Sci-Fi Diner. We hope you enjoyed the food, the service, and the conversations. If you'd like to share your thoughts regarding what we've talked about, or tell us what you're watching or reading, flip open your communicators and contact us at 1-888-508-4343. Or click the SpeakPipe link at SciFiDinerPodcast.com. Or send an MP3 or typed email to SciFiDinerPodcast at gmail.com. You can also join the conversation on our Facebook fan page at Facebook.com slash SciFiDiner. We'll share your thoughts on our listener feedback show. If you'd like to support the diner beyond the conversation, you can always throw some coins in the tip jar. Sci-Fi Diner Podcast dot com. <laughs>